Perez. Walter makes a run ahead of it. Burkamp suddenly changed pace through the centre. It's Burkamp! That's magnificent! The move, and then this, which left Dabby's ass totally stranded. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, and welcome back to a Burkham Wonderland, an Arsenal podcast. <laughs> Hello, everybody. It's, uh, I said to Craig, could you do your intro? When we start the show, because I think that would be a nice throwback. Because Craig is the man who invented the Guna Talk, who invented the same old Arsenal, two of the most popular Arsenal podcasts of all time, and there is about two hundred and forty of them. So to have to, to have invented two of the best ones, that's that's, that's quite a, quite an achievement indeed. How are you doing? I'm very well, mate. Absolutely. 100% groovy. Very good. good. How are you? It's a long time. Right. It's been a long, long time. This is the first podcast I've done since. Um, I walked away from the same old Arsenal podcast all that all those I don't know what was it two years ago now has it been that long yeah, yeah. We, we've kept in touch though absolutely absolutely yeah. why wouldn't we well good point yeah I mean you are a magician when it comes to podcasts and I um, I can I'm good at pressing buttons so, so it's <laughs> it's bound to work well we got uh, we got Jimmy H in the chat we got Paul Nell not Neil uh, Rudy Rastos is there Jim Eves has popped in Phil Macker is there nice to see you Phil Keysby Knight is there uh, Melvin Marks the one and only friend of the stars Another person who I enjoy podcasting with. Uh, Paul says, nice surprise. You two on the screen are my, my OG podfathers. Well, that's very that's very nice for you to say. And Paul says, Craig, with a big exclamation mark. Yes, it, it's good. Yeah, it's, it's good to do podcasting. I have missed it. Um, I, haven't, I haven't done one in a week. And uh, I always think, oh, God, it's coming up to podcast day. And then I think, oh, can I be bothered? And as soon as those titles disappear, I go, I've missed doing this. I do like it. <laughs> so it's going to be, yeah, it, sh- it should be good. Um, yeah, and Craig said he's going to come and do some more of ABW if you want him. And I said, of course we want him. And so uh, James Johnson said that last week as well, because you can see from my underneath my top my name, it says, I fired all of ABW except for Carl. They're all fired. Maybe Femi is a, an exception to that because Femi's very good as well. But uh, if I had the lot of them, Chris is the host, not turned up in, I've done one show in five weeks. So their P45s are in the post. <laughs> uh, what else have we got here? Uh, Rudy says, evening all. Uh, Phil Macker says, OG grand, grandfather, surely. Because there's no need for that, Phil. Behave yourself. Ron Ree is there. Good evening all. Uh, Paul Nell says, howdy. He's saying hello to everybody. You're, oh, his device is not connected. He's got gremlins already. This is what drove drove Craig nuts of his, his wonky internet. Don't worry, he'll be back. Um, Phil says, Chris and Josh should have been fired years ago. Well, you know, do you like my Christmas tree? Look at that. It's an th- absolute it's a thing of beauty. It's not, I love it. Uh, Rudy says, uh, Greg, you are my head. Greg? Who's fucking Greg? Oh, there's no Greg in here. Do you mean Craig? BX says, good evening, everybody. Right, here we go. It's back again. I just moved my camera. My camera went on the what? My, I don't know what is wrong with that camera, but I've had to change it. So if I'm slightly grainier now, sorry about that. <laughs> you, you look moody and mysterious. That, yes. that's, that's what the listeners want. 
Uh, someone called you Greg while you were away, which was worrying. Surprise, uh, surprise. <laughs> BX is there and uh, looking very festive, Danny. I am. And I'm, I'm having having three kids like you do, I suppose other parts of your house do look festive, don't they? You're not in a prison cell or anything or in a gulag. No, 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 no absolutely not. Um, this is my. This is about as good as it gets. Uh, the old, you know, white paint on 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 the wall, nice, nice and light. Because I brought a brand new HD camera, and it's not working. And of it's course, shit the bed already. Yes, everyone knows my luck when it comes to you know. I'm sure there's plenty of people on here that knows my yes. luck when it comes to technology, and um, it's failed me again. That's what it does. It lets you down. So. Um, well, I've got a list of things here that I was thinking that we could talk about. Um, mm. Can can we make sure we don't fuck up like last season? What was your thoughts on last season? Because we the uh, we haven't no one's spoken to you um, yeah. doing, doing a podcast from last season. So, uh, what were your thoughts about last season? Because well, of course, look, we're very disappointed. We didn't, you know, we didn't get over the last hurdle when we didn't win the league. Um, did I allow myself to believe that we could win it? No. Because I knew that there was going to be some, I knew that there was going to be disappointment at the end of it. Of course, I wanted to win it, Dan. Um, you know, it's it, it's it's a championship that's eluded us for a long, long time now, and and we should be winning leagues. Um, but look, we you still you still got to take the positives out of last year. You know, there's the huge positives. Um, you know, he got rid of all the he got rid of all the troublemakers. Um, there's there's a there's a What's the word I'm looking? There's a brand of football there now that you know that I can see, you can see. There's many supporters who who can see what he's trying to do. There's obviously still some out there that can't. He's brought in some, you know, good signings um, last year. That you know the signings that he brought in, they work well. You know, and he was there for all to see. You know, the top of the league for you know almost all of it, um, and failed and failed at the last hurdle, but. I, I was pleased. I, I, I was pleased with last season. I have to say, um, you know, we've we've spoken over the last, you know, the many years we've known each other. It's always been, you know, down in the dumps talk about finishing, you know, out of the top four or eighth, sixth, seventh, you know, when we were going through the bad spell. So to see us back up there again on top, challenging for league titles is a positive Obviously, the big negative is that we didn't, um, we we didn't win it, and that we couldn't um, get it over the last hurdle. But here we are again this year with some additions, uh, some new additions, and we find ourselves top of the league again. And I just find it strange to see some Arsenal fans who still want this manager sacked. I I, I just do not understand it. In what dimension? Do you want this manager sacked? Top of the Champions League group. Sorry, first of all, gets us back into the Champions League. Finishes top of the Champions League group. Top of the league. People are still calling him to be sacked. Do you think that's... I just don't understand it. their brand? Or do you think they really mean it? (sighs) Because a lot of people... I think most people we know that have made money out of this game have made it on the back of Arsenal being shit. And now they're not shit anymore. They don't like it. That's a very good point. Now I don't want to, you know, I don't want to turn this chat into he said, she said, mm. he says, she says. But I don't know. I, I think I, I think some of them um, do actually believe it. 
I think they do actually believe it. They think that foot. I don't know. Someone I, I was talking to someone in a bar actually a couple of weeks ago, and he's an Arsenal fan, and he was saying that football supporters now are a FIFA generation, where they think mm-hmm. they can go in, they can they can go on FIFA or Football Manager. You can buy a player for twenty five million, and you can do it in real life. You know, you can as long as you as long as you uh, offer the, the the right contract and the right money, they'll come. But you know, <laughs> people are just. People just, I, I just some some people just, I don't think they understand um, football at all, to be honest with you. And and uh, and as you say, perhaps they are, you know, faking it in more than a better word. Because uh, Chelsea and Man City have come in and they've just gone. They 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 are the epitome of the instant gratification society. I want yeah. it. I want it all now. Throw money at it. There you go. You've got it. Only mm. two teams have ever done that. Thrown all yeah. the money. It may be Blackburn to a certain extent, but what are they? Their entire squad probably cost them 15 million quid. And, and their highest paid player was probably on about 10 or 15 grand a week. But other than um, the, the, the Blackburn doing it, Man City and Chelsea done it. And we've seen what an absolute mess Chelsea are in now. A billion pounds spent, and they're still mm. no better off than before they spent that billion. And that that won't be a warning to others. I mean, you see, Newcastle are going to start doing it. They're going to. I mean, they've got the, they because they've uh, the, the the people who own them. They've got all the referees and the PGO in their pocket anyway, so they, they don't have to spend as much money on players when you've got a lot all the referees and that lot helping you out. But we're from a generation where you bought, got one player one year and you're better the next year. That year mm. you bought another player, then you're better the next year. You do that five or six years, then you become a really great team. People don't want to wait for that. Like you were saying, no. it's FIFA. I want to buy it now. I want it. I want to win the. I want to buy the player on Monday. I want to win the championship on Tuesday. Yeah, oh, but I suppose there is an argument then that Arteta has spent a lot of money. He has. Let's mm. you know. Let's let's not yeah, let's not dodge to. that. Yeah, he, yeah, he needed to. Yeah, he, but he has spent a lot of money. Um, but he needed to. The way I look at it is exactly like you've just said. He needed to spend that money to get us to a level again. Um, from where we're not, we haven't got the Ozils or the Abamyangs or you know these players who are causing issues in dressing rooms or on pitches or whatever. You know we're get, we're we're getting away from the players. You know Socrates uh, and um, Mustafi, Mustafi. Yeah, you know it, it, the money did need to be spent to get us to to, to a level. So I do I, I do um, understand um, why that amount of money has been spent, but. The money has been spent well, obviously, because of where we are right now. It is. And another thing that people don't talk about, Arteta has spent a lot of money, but he hasn't gone out and bought a dozen £350,000, a week players. He's kept the wage bill sensible. Mm -hmm. And if you've been there for a while and you're a star player, your wages will go up. Unlike Chelsea, are going to give him players, what, £400,000 a week on eight-year contracts. I mean, how yeah. does anybody think that that is going to that's uh, that's got any longevity in it? I mean, they've already seen that after a billion pound, they're still going in January. I want to load more players. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that Mudrick deal. I mean, he must be kicking himself right now. Wow. I bet he sits at home. I, I I guarantee you that man sits at home wishing he was in this Arsenal team. Yeah, the freedom he would have. Yeah. He'd be up and down. That'd be a backup for Martinelli and and uh, and Saka and Saka. Yeah, yeah. Um, wonderful player. Absolutely, absolutely great player, but we'll, we'll go to waste. Um, sadly, at Chelsea, I mean, if we're to believe what we what we read in the press, he wants out already, doesn't he? So, I mean, well, 
touch of the Arshavins, as soon as Arshavin signed for Arsenal and he realised you've got to pay tax, he thought he wanted to go back home, didn't he? Yeah. Because he was yeah. on less money after paying tax than he was, when, right. he was uh, when he was at Zen- St. That's Petersburg. Right. Do excuse my dog if you can hear that barking. Uh, did he have anything interesting to say? No, or not really. Um, no? He just barks at everything that goes past the house. What's his thoughts on I mean what, everything. What's his thoughts on Kai Havertz? Is he a waste his of money? His thoughts on Kai Havertz? His thoughts <laughs> on Kai Havertz are that, like me, um, the first few weeks of, of Havertz's Arsenal career, I was like, why have we signed this man? Mm, yeah. Why have we signed this man? £65 million. Pounds. Down the drain. <laughs> Down the drain. Um, you know, he hasn't. He doesn't bring anything to us, hasn't brought anything to us. And when you sign a player like Kai Havertz, you're, you're, trying to, you're trying to get your head around, well, he's played in the Premier League. He knows the Premier League. He knows Arsenal. He knows what we're about. You know, he should just slide in the door and, 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 and carry on doing what he was been doing. But obviously, it's not like that. Um, he's had to come into a new club, a new culture, new teammates, a new way of training, a new way of playing, a new way of eating, um, you know, things like that. Um, but, but finally, he is starting to really show his worth um, and what a good player he is. Um, massive upgrade on Granite Xhaka. And I was a massive Granite Xhaka lover. Yeah, um, me. He, he, still he am. Is a, yes, oh, absolutely, still am. But um, huge upgrade on Granite Xhaka. And I hopefully, 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 he only gets better, Dan. Um, he keeps he, he keeps working hard and he scored some important goals for us the last few weeks. You know, the equaliser at Luton. Mm. Um, the goal yesterday uh, was very important, uh, a very important goal. I'm sitting here watching it on the telly. The old the old uh, twitchy bum time starts to come in when I'm looking it up and it's, you know, 85th minute and we're still 1-0 up and... Mm. So an important goal. Um, he scored some important goals, and he's a quiet. He he operates quietly. He yeah. operates quietly. If you watch you watch the game, the commentator hardly ever says his name, but you can you can see what he's doing, and you can see his, you can see that he's got ability, and you can see that Arteta loves him, um, and you can see why Arteta's brought him in. Just taking for a while for him to come through and show what he's going to do. But we've seen that when Erdegaard gets the ball, he likes to go forward into because Jesus is all over the place. He'd have got no idea. I mean, yesterday I was watching it and he was further, he was deeper than Rice at, at some points during the game. And at times like that, that's when Erdegaard will get the ball and go forward. But Erdegaard isn't as clinical as as um Havertz can be. And now we're starting to see that Havertz is going to be the one that is coming through and getting those little balls and nipping them in kind of a fox in the box, decent in the air. And because when he played for Leverkusen, he was on the right wing. And mm. in one goal a season, he got like 17 goals and 11 assists in one season. Yeah. And you can see it. And that, I think the fact that the crowd haven't turned on him, some, some were starting to do it, but yep. the song and the crowd are with him and they were cheering when he got the penalty and got he scored his first goal. And the crowd have shown him that, that they believe in him and they believe in, in Arteta and they trust the process. And I said at the first, he was rubbish. I said, I didn't want him at the club. I think we've overpaid for him, but I trust Arteta that, that he knows what he's doing. And it turns I'm out, right. yet again, yeah. he was right. He was right. I'm the same as you. First two weeks, you know, first two weeks. I don't mind admitting it. I took, you know, took to Twitter. People following me on Twitter would have seen it. Um, but I was like, who is this? You know, who is this? What What on earth did Arteta think he was doing signing this man for £65 million? Which in today's market... 
65 million pounds um i think it's quite cheap bargain if, he, if someone who's got that many goals there's uh if, if people are wondering why the abw twitter is so good what well, there was one yesterday got i think forty-seven thousand interactions it's carl carl's doing all of it carl is a genius on the twitter and some of the stuff he's putting up and one of them was a picture of kai havertz with uh I think three Premier League goals and a whole load of Man United players, and it says zero goals or something like that. <laughs> Carl is absolutely ruining them all on Twitter, and and they love it, and, and he loves it, and he's, he's doing really well at it, and it's great to see. But he is, he is, I mean, he's scoring goals from left back for Germany, yeah. And I think no matter where you put him, he's going to even have a half decent game, and it's showing that he's coming through and scoring the goals. And Arteta played him quite a lot; he didn't really do it. Then he dropped him. And then he started playing Trossard there, and then then he brought him back in again, and there he's he's doing the business. He's he's sweeping up the mistakes. But but yesterday's game, are you worried about how wasteful we are? I think we had something like oh. twenty seven shots. Yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah, well, that, that I mean, that was ba- you know, but probably why we didn't win the league last year. You know, you go back mm. to all those games where we, you know the games we should have won um, that we didn't win. Um, you know, stupid equalizers, stupid goals we conceded. You know, chances missed that and the other. That is my only fear um, for the rest of the season, is that we we will not finish teams off. I've always watched, I mean, like, watch watch that lot up the road the other night against Newcastle. Um, you know, 4-0, put them to the sword, mm. do you know? I can only hope that Arsenal start doing that to, 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 those, to those kind of teams, do you know? That's what you want to see. Um, and Phil says it there. Phil Macker down the bottom there says, we're all crying out for the player or players um, to be clinical. And that's what you want. Like the Aston Villa game, uh, the Aston Villa game, all over them. Absolutely all over them. People are trying to tell me that Aston Villa were better than us that night, um, that we deserve to lose, this, that and the other. Absolute oh, no. rubbish. The only they were lucky. The, yeah, they were. But we only had ourselves to blame. You know, Martin Odegaard, absolute to to miss those two chances he missed as a professional footballer you know it's unforgivable but then on another day he puts them in the bottom corner like like we've actually seen him do you know you're going to get those nights in football where it's not going to go for you you know you can't buy a bounce everything you hit goes wide everything you hit comes off your foot wrong you know we're going to get those nights. And unfortunately we had one of those nights um, up at Villa Park there a couple of weeks ago. Hopefully those, hopefully that might, um, hopefully that will be our only, our only one that we get um, one of those nights. But um, yeah, look, it's going to be, it's, it's all on, it's all on them and it's all on the manager. But at the moment um, I'm very happy with what I'm seeing. I'm very, I I thought defensively uh, on Sunday, probably, one of the best defensive performances of this team, I think. Uh, a couple of years ago, there's no way, there's no way we would have kept that one nil a couple of years ago. Not mm. a chance, not a chance. Um, but I feel confident now, Gabriel, uh, Saliba, not too sure about Zinchenko, Dan. I still yeah. don't know. I, I, I still don't nuts. Yeah, I still don't agree with this inverted winger thing I'm a traditionalist if he's if he's left back he's left back leave him there don't be coming up the pitch gallivanting up the pitch into the middle of midfield and leaving that big gaping hole um, I thought Ben White uh, done well 
Um, but he's st- he's starting to worry me now. A couple of times there, they got on the in, they got they got they got round him on the outside, um, which you know worries me a little bit. Not saying he's a bad player. I like Ben White. He's a fantastic defender, but he's starting to worry me a little bit. Um, the goalkeeper, the goalkeeping situation. Mm, being a, being a goalkeeper, a part of the goalkeepers' union. Very strange. It, 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 it's actually, it's a very strange situation. Is it a situation that he's unnecessarily created? Yes, absolutely, 100% correct. What did Aaron Ramsdale do so wrong that he got dropped? Now, did he let the ball uh, through his Letting legs? in early goals, I think. There was that There was that thing, wasn't there, where Arsenal would let in three goals in the first five minutes of a game and that he was in goal for all of them. And I think he's, he's in, he admitted his inability to concentrate until about 20 minutes into the game. Well, that didn't do him any favours, did it? That part. I mean, no. to come out and say that, I can't believe yeah. he came out and said that, but that's not going to do him any favours. But as a goalkeeper... I love him. I, I, I do too. He's I one of he's us. Fan- Absolutely. He's a fantastic goalkeeper. And I think Arteta... I think Arteta was very harsh on him to to, to drop him and to, bring in, um, and to bring in David Raya, who, in my opinion... And in my opinion, and I'll, 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 you know, I'll debate it. Is not much better than Aaron, if at all, better than Aaron mm. Ramsdale. In, in my opinion, it's a strange one. Strange one. It was a plus at Ramsdale being such a young man. I mean, he's, he's 24, 25 years old, and he's come to Arsenal, come to be number one. And then he is number one, voted the Premier League by his, his fellow professionals, voted Premier League goalkeeper of the season. And then we get a new Brentford goalkeeping coach in, and then they bring in the player that that was rumoured that Arteta wanted when he first came to Arsenal, who we were after after Raya from from Brentford, and it never really happened. But there was, we didn't need to spend that money on him. I understand the fact that you need a decent backup goalkeeper, and Carl Hine, uh, the young man, been at the club a long time. He's not mm. a backup goalkeeper. What the ideal solution would have been, go and get someone who's 32, 35, 36 years old, who who could have been the backup goalkeeper, who will come in and play cup games. But then just to drop him like that, and you mm. can tell he's a sensitive soul. And he loves the, he loves the chanting. It reminds me of Seaman, where they used to go, oh, and Seaman would jump up in the air. Then sometimes they'd do it, and he wouldn't jump up in the air. He'd have a little play around with a yeah. crowd. Yeah, yeah. And we love that, but... Yeah, doing that to someone at that age, he's just um, the week before he'd started the game for England. He's looking forward to the summer of possibly being England's number one because Everton at the time were rubbish mm. and it didn't need to do it. No, I don't think he even. I think that, you know, a lot of people who, who, who know me and have followed the same old Arsenal podcast, they'll know that I've been a staunch Arteta supporter. Mm. Um, that was a mistake by, by him, I believe, in my opinion. Um, like you said there, you know, everything you said there is absolutely true. I think he finally found he finally he finally found a club that, you know, that loved him and, and you could tell that he was one of us. You know, all the you know, like all the messing about that he does this, that and the other, having a laugh with the crowd. Don't mind seeing I I don't mind seeing that at all. I know there's other people there who will say, Oh no, you can't be doing that, this, that and the other. But um I'd be sorry to see him go. I will mm. be sorry to see him he'll go. Regret if, uh, he'll regret it. I think he will regret it. Um, I wouldn't want to see him do a Martinez. I wouldn't want to see him just say, well, I'm not going to stay and fight for my place. 
I'm just going to go, you know, like Martinez did. Didn't want to stay, didn't want to try and fight for his place um, and just left and went for first team, you know, go, goes for first team football. I understand that goalkeepers want to play first team football, but the goalkeeper, you know, the when you go training as a goalkeeper, any two goalkeepers that tell you that they're mates while they're training mm-hmm. are lying to you. Absolutely lying. A pair of assassins. They each want the other one to fail. Absolutely. But once training's over, you're best friends again. Mm. Um, or people are saying, you know, someone put a video up on Twitter um, of when David Raya made those mistakes um, yes. against Luton, which was edited. Yeah, the video was edited. They showed that. They showed the timestamps after with, yeah, with yeah, yeah. Uh, Ramsdale smiling. That wasn't right after he conceded no, the goal. That was some time after. It was about ten minutes after Dan. It was about ten yep. minutes after. Just the media uh, being arseholes yeah. like they are. Yep. Absolutely, but goalkeepers, when you're in the same team and it's match day, you're all about each other. You know, if 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 you know if we were the two goalkeepers and you got picked, you know. I'm fully 100% behind the decision and I'm fully 100% behind you. But at training, it's different. At training, it's different. You're both trying to get that jersey. You're both trying to work hard. You're both trying to, um, you know, pull off the saves, do everything right. Um, You're not fumble a ball, you know, this this kind of thing. But um, I think at the moment, for me, that was um, a big boo-boo by our town. And at what point does Arteta drop him, drop um, Raya? Because he has made some clangers, hasn't he? I was very surprised not to see him dropped after Luton. Very, mm. very surprised. I mean, to let in three goals be Luton in what was a shambol. Yeah. Didn't I think WhoScored.com said he's the first player, the lowest rating player they've given all season for yeah. that game? First one, he couldn't really do too much about. Um, my question is, why weren't there no defenders on the post? Um, that would be my. That was that was my first question when I saw when I saw the replay. Mm. The second one was a diabolical, absolutely diabolical as a goalkeeper to miss a catch um, like that. And then the third one, well, to let a ball go under your body like that is is you know that's goalkeeping. That's a goalkeeping nightmare. That, that's, that's as bad as being beaten at your near post. That is as bad as being beaten at your near post. Like Boy Ten here says, quite frankly, there's very little there's little difference between Raya and Ramsdale in terms of shot stopping. Raya is more likely, more willing to play with his feet if um, feet is the reason he is in. We saw that, that when when Ramsdale first joined the club, yeah. uh, Leno couldn't cope, or Czech couldn't cope, and Leno mm. couldn't cope. We're trying to remember when Czech was trying to play the ball out from the back when when um, Emery took over. And he nearly put it in his own goal. Remember that? <laughs> Didn't know what to do. <laughs> and then Leno kind of got it, but then Leno was struggling to do it. And then plus when Ramsdale first came in, he was doing those long balls down the field to a non-running Saka or Martinelli, but mm. that didn't last very long and he'd stopped doing those. But So he can do it, but it's it's just annoying that there was so much press attention about our goalkeepers rather than yet again Arsenal were top of the league we're scoring goals we've got a great a magnificent defence Tommy Ashu is an absolute star mm. could be able to play left back centre back right back when you could during games he moves from one position to another and it's no problem but yet again he's out with another calf injury so um, just, just go going on. back to the goal just going back to the goalkeeping thing I don't think Ramsdale helped himself by saying what he said Mm. Um, about concentrating. But then I also don't think that his dad helped him either. 
yeah, I've spoken about that. I said that was yeah. uh, that was very very silly, very ill advised. How many Premier League players have had their parents go yeah. and talk yeah, to yeah. the media about? Yeah. Oh, I'm not very happy about this. No, one Ashley yeah. Mate, Ashley Maitland Niles' mum's mum did it. Apparently, rang up Arteta once, and that's it. And yeah. that went. People are laughing at him for years about that. Yeah, I I, I, I don't think um, yeah nothing nothing against. Nothing against the the channel that he went on, but oh yeah, they got the him. Him him personally should have really thought thought that through a bit more. Yeah, um, I think um, yeah, going going on going online and and you know sort of saying oh my boy's teacher, you know it, that's what it, that's what it came across to me like a bit like my oh, my, my my boy's teacher doesn't like him and I'm going to move schools and you know this kind of thing. That's 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 how it came across to me. He didn't he didn't he didn't help him at all really. Mm. I don't think he'll ever do anything like that again, which is probably for the best. And hopefully, mm. no other one will do because Arteta doesn't like people who don't f- fall in line. Yes. It's his way, or you're out. Uh, like Abamyang and so many other players have found out. You, you don't muck around. No. Um, talking about not mucking around, there's, uh, we've been heavily linked regularly to the, to the lad at Brentford, the striker whose name I've forgotten. The one who's back. Dominic Solanke. No. No, the uh, but the um, oh, sorry, Ivan Tony. That's it. I don't know yeah. why I'm completely reading about it today. He's someone who doesn't seem to toe the party line, he he seems to be a bit of a rebel, a bummer young ish. Um, yes, thoughts on whether he would do any, any good at Arsenal because Eddie and Ketia is not the answer to any question unless you're playing Sheffield United in the League Cup. Yes, I am not too sure if I want Ivan Tony at Arsenal, Dan. No, um. Especially because you took the words right out of my mouth. He looks, you know, he's first of all, he's already been done, you know, for for for, for gambling and stuff like that. Now, okay, what he does in his private life is what he does in his private life. That's fine. But now it's out in the public. Now it's you know it's out in the media. Everyone knows that, that he did it. And but that that sends alarm. That that's alarm bells for me. That's alarm bells. Mm. Um, now he might come in. Um, I believe they're talking about bringing him on loan, bringing him in on loan first. I think, um, and then um, and and then having a having a uh, an option to buy. Could we bring him in on loan to see if he fits the bill? And if he doesn't, then you know we, we we've got we've got the opportunity to send him back. I'm not too sure about him. I'm not too sure about him. Um, is he an upgrade on Eddie and Ketia? Yes, he is. Huge mm. upgrade on Eddie and Ketia. Is he an upgrade on Gabriel Jesus? No, not for me. Not for Depends me. Depends where you want to play him. Yes, true. Very true. You're not, you're not going to get Ivan Tony playing sweeper, defender, midfielder, wide attacker in one yeah. game, are you? No, exactly not. Exactly. He's not. going to be I, a greedy bastard who's going to want to stay up front the entire game and, and bang himself some goals. But someone said he's a 20-goal-a-season striker, but six of them were penalties last season. Yeah. I didn't think about that. I don't know. I don't know. I might surprise a few people um, in opinion, but I do like that lad at Bournemouth. I do like him. Oh, so thank you, like you just yeah, said. Ex-Liverpool. Yeah, I do like him. I do like big, tall, lanky, pain in the ass mm-hmm. centre forward and that's we've always since oh, I know I've I've been I've been of a Giroud I've I've had a bit of Giroud hatred uh, every near every now and then but 
he was our big pain in the ass centre forward. Like, do you know what I mean? And he was a pain. Yeah. He was a pain. And I do like a traditional little and large um, partnership up front. No, Arteta doesn't really play that formation um, very often. But Tony Solanke, oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I do agree there with uh, Maka. Solanke's not the answer. We need prolific. But he might I'm just be. looking at his stats here. This season, he's got eight in 16. Last yeah. season, he got six in 33. Season in the last yeah. season before that, in the championship, 29 in 46 and 15 in 40 in the championship before that. Um, so, I mean, yeah, that's 16, not, yeah, it's not great, is but it? That's, that's half a season. Yeah, well, that's half be, a season. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can't judge a player and go, We're going to pay because they're not going to let him go for 20, 30 million. They're going to be going, Oh, 70, 80 million or something oh, like of that. Of course, and there's he, England, he's he's, yeah, he's is got he, one England cap. Yeah, there you go. There's England tax on that then. Six foot uh, two, 26 years old, from Reading. Um, Ex-Chelsea player. Oh, well, there you go. We've got enough of them at the club. So, um, price, if the price is right, if the price is right, if the yeah. price is right, bring in Tony. If the price is right, bring in Solanke. If the price is right, bring in whoever it is Mikel Arteta wants. Um, I'd, you know... Who am I to who who am I to tell Mikel Arteta that he's the players he's bringing in are wrong? Well, it hasn't stopped ninety nine percent of Twitter, has it? No, <laughs> very true. No. Um, talking about buying players, yeah, there was a you know you can get those um, uh, petitions at the government website where if you get a hundred thousand people signing it, then they have to discuss it in Parliament. Someone's getting one saying that we should uh, give West Ham more money because we got <laughs> we got a bargain at Declan Rice. And what's your thoughts on him coming in and? Did you think he would do as well as he's done, he's doing so quickly? No, absolutely not. I thought he would take. You know, I, I, I thought it was going to take him a, a while um, before we saw the best of him. But I kind, I, I, I know I don't like to sound like I'm an ITK or whatever, but I have, a, I do have a buddy in England who who gives me a little bit of information, and he told me that Declan Rice was signing for Arsenal months before he signed. He said it was the worst kept secret in the Premier League. He said everyone knew that Declan Rice was going to Arsenal. Um, everyone knew at West Ham that he was going, this, that and the other. But you're always, I'm always sceptical when you get text messages, you know, to say, oh, this fella's coming, that fella's coming. Um, but he has got quite a good, uh, he has got quite a good percentage um, of the of the players that he's, uh, players that he's let me know. But Declan Rice, I can't believe Declan Rice plays for Arsenal. I he is and he is the Rolls Royce midfielder we have been screaming out for for God what ten years? Yeah. He. I saw a tweet the other day um, from uh, Mister Wayne Wayne who, Wayne who used to be on the uh, Guna Talk there a couple of. Uh, he used to be on the Guna Talk a lot with me, and he put out a tweet to say, "We finally found Patrick Vieira's replacement." Hmm. Wasn't that? Did he say um, the Vieira Petit replacement? Was that somebody else who did that? I think that was somebody else. Yeah, uh. I think he. I think somebody else said that, but or it might have been him. I might have read it wrong, but the Vieira replacement. I think I can agree with that. But I mean, he, the ability to be in that position and get forward and score goals is 
almost there's no one does that nah he's Rolls Royce he uh, to when you look back at Declan Rice the, the the disappointment he's had throughout his career being released and you know not given chances here there and everywhere then he finally finds himself at West Ham West Ham give him a chance you know and he, he grabs it with both hands now all of a sudden he is he is in my opinion the best defensive midfielder player in the league Working without a shadow of a doubt, without a shadow of a doubt, yeah. But it's, it's I, not just the only position he plays, though, is it? His versatility is what yeah, amazes me, exactly. And but he's that, been here five minutes, as Bulgarian Guna says, there again, taking the, taking the words right out of my mouth. His ball winning ability, the way he just wins the the way he just glides in and takes it off people, and the way he accelerates out with it after he's won it. Is 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 so impressive to watch, and I go back to saying that I can't believe we have a player of that caliber um, in an Arsenal shirt playing Rolls Royce. <laughs> you know, it's the only it's the only description I can give of him. Rolls Royce. He's still young. Gonna be Arsenal captain. Gonna be Arsenal captain without a doubt. He will be captain of that team. Um, whether it happens quickly, whether it happens, I, I, I don't know. Arteta's got, re- you know, Arteta's got. That's another thing he needs to he needs to think about. Um, I don't think Odegaard is the right choice um, as captain. I think someone like Declan Rice would fit would would fit the role better. Mm. But you just look at our squad of players: Ramsdale, twenty five. Uh, Raya, 28. Saliba is 22. Ben White, 26. Gabriel, 25. Uh, Julian Timber, we haven't even spoken about him. What a player he looks, 22. Mm. Um, Kivior, well, board, the the, the, uh, the board is out on him at the moment. That's not even a phrase. Tommy Ashu's 25. Um, who else is in there? Erdegaard is 25. Smith Rowe, 23. Who else is going to be included there? Kai Havertz, 24. Declan Rice, 24. Saka, 22. Uh, Martinelli, 22. Um, you just look at those players. Most teams in the Premier League would be lucky if they had one, two, maybe three of those players. And we've seen that Man City are starting to falter. Things are mm. catching them up. They're not getting the rub of the green that they always used to get. And here we are steaming through, just like we were last season. And we're, we're top of the league again. It's. I'll, I'll say this. Feature. I'll say this, and I've said it to many people. People who say, trust the process. Where's the process? You've just read it out. You've just yeah. read it out. That yeah. was the process. A young, talent, a, a young, talented squad with players all over the pitch, players that can play in different positions when called upon. That is the process. When does the process end? It, it never ends. It never ends. It's never going to end for Mikhail Arteta. Arteta is going to want to win things, and to win things, he's going to have to keep coming up with. You know, he's going to have to. He's going to have to be looking for at the right players at the right time. You know, playing the right tactics at the right time, playing people in the positions at the right time. That is the process. People who sit and tell me that there's no process, this, that, and the other. I just go. They've either. They either have no understanding of football or are just doing it to, to wind me up. Probably the latter. Probably. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, but 
you can't what Mikel Arteta has done when people say let's go back to day one when he joined Arsenal the difference the difference surrounding the club now in the stands on the pitch team coaching staff it's just a completely different club Dan and he's it's done just that a completely different club and he's done that in three years and it's only going to get better because when you've got a player like Saka, I just had a little butterfly when I said his name. When you've got someone like Saka in your side, who's been a little bit quiet the last few games, but he's still evolving as a player. He said recently, after a game, he goes home and he watches the game over and over to what look at himself playing and going, how can I get out of that situation? Like a chess grandmaster might do. Mm, yeah. I mean, to have a player... Most players of his age, 22, they're off huffing helium and out in their Lamborghini crashing it into lampposts and stuff like that or or getting thousands of tattoos or trying to get themselves some OnlyFans bird pregnant and they move on to the next one. He's analysing his game at 22. Yeah. But that's the difference. That's the difference. You know, that is now the difference. Look at Aubameyang when he was at Arsenal. Hmm. Videos of him on, 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 on social media, like you just said. Driving Lamborghinis and uh, not just supposed to, you, you know. Come on, man! You're supposed to be captain of Arsenal, yeah. This that's 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 not a player that I want to see. But like you say, Saka going home at 22 years of age, watching himself playing and thinking, "Oh, I should have done that differently," or "I could have done that differently." I'll bring that into my game next game. Unbelievable, unbelievable mentality. And you know who's made that mentality? Mikel Arteta. Mr. Arteta. It's just. Everything comes back to him. And that's why I've always defended him. I could see from the first day when he came into this club. Do you remember, I'm not sure was it the documentary? I don't think it was a documentary. I've but still was not it? watched the last episode of that. I can't. I haven't watched any of it. <laughs> Something and I, good. I haven't watched, I've still haven't watched any of it. It's a lot of cr- lot of pain. Yeah, because I don't want... I, I'm not interested... This is going to sound absolutely ridiculous. I'm not interested to be a fly on the wall and see what happens when they're at training. Mm. Not interested. Breaks the I'm magic. interested in watching them when they're on the pitch. Yeah. That's, that's when I'm in. But the first... it was, uh, it was There was a video. It might have been on Arsenal.com or YouTube. And Per Mertesacker is sitting at a computer. And he's doing something and he's watching... I think he's watching someone on camera people training. And Arteta says to him, have we got any drones? Um, you can see Per Mertesacker say, what? Drones? And he's like, yeah, have we got any drones? He's like, no, no, no. Well, yeah, get some drones. We'll get them up, yeah? And he k- taps him on the back. And I was like, ah, oh, yes. Ah, oh, yes. This is the fellow I want in charge. Do you, do you, do you know what I mean? That Just, just that simple yeah. little thing there. I was like, this is the man. This the is sort the of man. thing Wenger would do when he said, right, this is what you're eating, this is what you're drinking, these are the medications you're taking, this is what you're going to do. And yeah. reinvented football. Not that Arteta... Football is almost perfect with what how it is at the moment. It's almost at its peak of how it's ever going to be. Mm. And for Arteta to winkle something else out, whether he saw somebody else do it, or it's his idea, the fact that he's implemented it, I had no idea about that. That's genius. Watch them from above. Yep. See what, see what they're doing. Yep. This is, uh, Jimmy, 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 Jimmy H32 says, yeah, it's on YouTube. It was his first video when he was announced. So go and have a look at it. Wow. Yeah, and that is the first, that is when I said, yeah, yeah, that's, 
this is this man is going to change this club. The legendary J- James Johnson was on last week and will be on again uh, soon because he's he's a wonderful talker and a lovely man. We had a chat. We spoke about half hour after the show, just sitting there moaning about stuff. He says, "I've never spoken. This, I think I've never spoken to James one on one on Twitter on the on the Twitter part. I have, but." Well, after Christmas, I'll get you both on the same show. Yeah, we'll have to sit down and have a good old chat. That'll be, that'll be lovely. Uh, James says, Saka's only vice, apparently, is he's partial to a Twix. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> don't do the drink or the birds or at all. Top lad. I say, let him have a Twix and keep performing. <laughs> Absolutely. As well as he does. 100% agreed. Who, who is going to not let Saka have a Twix after a game? Uh, Ryan from the Mr. Arsenal podcast, another brilliant bloke and brilliant podcast who covers women's football and does it really well. Lovely person, Ryan. Uh, Ryan says, I would also say part of the process is bringing in football and Arsenal people back into the club in some capacity, be it Per, Edda, Redu, O'Leary, etc. Back when we first started doing ABW, uh, Lord Hillwood, bless him, and uh, Dave uh, Gunaholic, uh, people like that, and Raj and FK and me and Gav and Jeff Arsenal, we all said what we want is Gooners back at the club. We don't have any. Liam Brady had just left. Bob Wilson didn't do any more. David Seaman didn't do any more goalkeeping training. There was hardly anybody at the club, or maybe no one at the club. And what we, now, then what's happened? The, the I don't know who made the decisions, but we have got people scattered all through the club, like, yeah. like Ryan was saying, whether it's Per Mertesack, whether it's Edu, whether it's Dud. I didn't know David O'Leary was there, mm-hmm. or whether it's uh, Jack Wilshire. Jack Wilshire. With, with, with the under-18s. Yeah. And there's a, there's a young striker who was at Arsenal, and he ended up playing non-league, and he didn't he got injured, and they, they brought him back into the club. I can't remember his name. We, um, I think we used to follow each other on Twitter. And they got Dave Hillier, Arsenal legend. Yeah. And anyone who says he isn't, you're, you're wrong. Magnificent yeah. player. He's, he does the commentary. Ian Selly, another Ian great Selly, yeah. Arsenal player, part of the George Graham days and wouldn't have won all he won without having players like those two in there. He does the commentary back at the club as well. They're both yeah. getting involved. Ian Selly said, he went to the, he, he tweeted and said, I went to the club shop to um, buy some stuff. And he said, I'll get my staff discount. And they said, who are you? He said, do you, do you have a staff disc? Do you have an ID badge? He said, no. He said, I had to go on the internet and show him a picture of yeah, myself yeah, playing for I Arsenal. I saw that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ian Selly. Magnum. And for him to put that up himself, to, mm. to, to not be too hard, and not to be uh, too up his own ass like some players would be and kick off, just go, hold on a second, here you go. That's yeah, yeah, that's I, I, won, I won a league title, won the Cup Winners' Cup, I won the that's League it, Cup, yeah. I probably won the FA Cup, but I'm not going to make a fuss about it. I'm going to show you who I am. Wonderful. I mean, with the rumours that, I mean, with the rumours that Santi Corzola is on his way back. Um, <sighs> how how coach, good would that be? Oh, do as you know, a coach like, or as a player? or I don't think Do you know do what? I'd player, love, I would love it. And people are going to say, oh, Craig. Last so game of the season. Sentimental old bastard. He never got, he never got a send-off. No. And, you know, there's there's going to be people out there who are going to say, oh, Craig, you know, we've gone from all that now. We've got no room for sentimentality anymore. But he was never a problem. Never. And one of the best players I've seen on the Emirates pitch. What a player. What a player. His technical ability, his vision... His pace, his balance. Oh, what a player. Sign him on a free. Last game of the season. 10 minutes to go. Bring him on. Give him his send-off. Then bring him yeah. into the coaching staff. And that then, of course, rumours are rumors are rife that, of course, namesake of the podcast. Arteta is trying to get Bergkamp to come back. 
um, to he's Arsenal. Going, he's so going bald, isn't he? That, that, he is. That, Don't that look right, does it? That cuts me right. deep. A bit like me. I've, well, I've got, there he is. There's the good man himself. Look at that, you beautiful bastard. Oh, what a beautiful Steel. man. Look at those, look at that jawline. Absolutely magnificent. Why but am I getting, also... if he dies, he dies off that picture? <laughs> <laughs> but then we also got this one to balance it out. <laughs> the Jenkinson, Corporal Jenkinson, the, Corporal the, the, the high priest of banter. Yeah, wonderful stuff. Uh, what, what else should we talk about? I've got this little thing here. I need to get rid of um, uh, Drago saying this will be Cedric in 30 years' time. Uh, Melvin has said, I was on your pod, Craig, a few years ago talking about if we should get an Arsenal hero back as a manager when Wenger left. Melvin, another person I can get you to come on with, uh, with Craig. Absolutely. And have a chat. That'd be good. Some of the the people that are proper podcasters who ran out there just shouting and screaming. Great speaker. Sacred. Great speaker is Melvin. Great He's speaker a very nice indeed. man. He is. But always very, very well um, groomed, I've, I've noticed. Ryan says that David Seaman is back part-time working with the goalies. Come on, lads. Pick up the ball. Yeah. I'm going to go fishing. Get on Get with it. Get ball out, Matt. Get ball out, Matt. Uh, oh, I've got another question there from... Uh, no, that's not a question, is it? Um, yes, this little thing I've got here... It's my own invention from using uh, Google Sheet, uh, Google uh, Database thing in a log boggy. See, now I've got too many windows open. I need to go and get rid of this one, this one here, gone. Um, this is Premier League only, and this is our, our run of games. And now, if we look at the uh, top right hand corner, you can see uh, win percentage this season is 70.59. Blime. And that, that is last season, it was 68.42. Goals per game. 2.06 last season was 2.32 but then you look at goals conceded per game this season 0.88 last season 1.13 and points per game 2.29 compared to 2.21 last season i mean so that could, gives you hope so looking it? at this dan we're on we're on course to win the league i think some people in the chat have been saying um that it's going to one of the big games is going to be Liverpool because they're oh, one of the cute. ones fighting cute. with us. And that cute. was one of the questions I was going to ask you. Um, come the end of April, beginning of May, who do you think is going to be the three teams up there fighting for the title? Because I uh, don't think it's going to be Villa, is it? As much as no. I like it, good luck to Villa, good luck to Emery. Yeah, look, Aston Villa, just on that subject, Aston Villa, goodness me, what a job mm. Emery is doing there. And people are saying... We should have kept him, should have kept him, this, that and the other. You've got to understand that managing Arsenal and managing Aston Villa is two completely different things. Two completely different things. He's coming into Arsenal where the fans are expectant straight away. He's mm. coming after Arsene Wenger. This, you know, the fans are all of a sudden thinking this man is going to win us the league, this man's going to win us the Europa League. This, that, and the other. The pressure he was under from day one was monumental. Monumental. Go up to Aston Villa with a good managerial record. Okay, he's managed in the Premier League. He's won the Europa Leagues. Okay, we'll give this fella a chance. No pressure on Emery at Aston Villa, in my opinion. There, there would have been no pressure. The fans would have said, yep, up you come. Let's see what this fella can do after being, I mean, any having anyone other than Steven Gerrard at the helm 
<laughs> Villa fans must have been <laughs> delighted. And, and Villa fans must be delighted with him. And we're now seeing what he can do when, that, when he hasn't got that huge pressure on him of managing, you know, a big, you know, a big club. Aston Villa are a huge club, don't get me wrong. But I think European what I'm trying to say is the pressure at the time on Emery to come in after Arsene, after Arsene Wenger, the pressure was a boiling point on him straight away. So I would, to those people who say we should have kept Emery, should have kept Emery, that's what I'd say to that. Um, who could I see the top three? Yeah. Or maybe Arsenal, even two. Arsenal, Liverpool, Manchester City. Yeah, me too. You'd be mad if you think it's going to be anything other than those three, wouldn't you? But look, it's a funny old game. In the Same. words of the great Jimmy Greaves, <laughs> it's a funny old game. It's a funny old game. You just do not know. Look at Leicester. Who would have said that Leicester was going to win the league that year? And now look at them. Do you know? Hell. And now look at them. Exactly. It is strange. Um, yeah, but yeah, you're right with that. Uh, you, the three biggest teams in Premier League history, in, in the recent history of the last 40 or 50 years, Liverpool, you had Shankly, Paisley, Fagan, Dalgleish, and then when they all those legends stopped, you had Graham Souness. Mm. And I mean, Gra- Graham Souness was manager for 157 games. He was manager for three years, and that was never going to work. He did, I think, he won one FA Cup, and that's it. And then Man United, all the stuff that Ferguson did. Then, um, then um, Moyes came in, failed because oh, you yeah. can't come in and replace a legend. You and can't. With, with Emery replacing Wenger, it was yeah. it's never going to work. You can't. It's impossible. You can't if come destined, in and replace perfection. Destined to failure, then. Poor bloke. Destined to failure, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's quite sad. Um, someone made a good point up here. Um, oh, here we go. As usual, James says, I went with Melvin, who's in the chat, to an Invincibles Legends evening with Ray Parler, Lauren and Gilberto. Parler said this current lot are the first in ages to actively ask ex-players for advice, etc. D- that doesn't surprise me at all. No. Gavin and why wouldn't you be asking up, those asking players? Autograph. Exactly. <laughs> Why wouldn't Ray, you be asking <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Rudy saying, if we win at Anfield, we will win the league. Well, mm, no. a little bit early for that. Drago says, Emery had chaos above him, but also chaos yeah. on the pitch. Good coaching, bad timing. I exactly only went to one that. game when he was manager. We beat Villa 3-2. That was September, just before just before the world went, uh, went a little bit crazy. And yeah. he's, he, I mean, you look at his his history as a manager. Wherever he's gone, apart from when he went to Russia, he's had success. Yep. When he's won European trophies, yep. and he just well, had, he, win, he, he won the Europa League three times on the trot. Yeah, with Sevilla. Yeah. Absolutely. And then he went back to Villarreal. Did he? Didn't he win it? That's with them? correct. Or, After Arsenal, he went back to like Villarreal. That. Yeah. And he's just a, a brilliant player. May um, a manager he may only be a cup manager. But to do what he's done there and and to come into Aston Villa in, in this um, calendar year, one of Wenger's favourite phrases, Ollie Watkins is the most prolific player in the Premier League, goals and assists, more than anyone else. And he's and Emery's done that to him. Yeah. Because I remember Watkins, or was it at Bournemouth he was at before? It's and just... it was so promising, but he could never he could never get the... It was much, a little bit like Calvert-Lewin, another of those players that we kind of looked at and thought, oh, he's English, he's, he's good, but can he ever do it? He's turned Watkins around. He's mm. he's brought in players like Douglas Louise, who's a monster, and he's got rid of the, the high earners like that bloke who was um I always forget his name. Liverpool sold it to Barcelona and then bought all their players, the Brazilian. Oh Coutinho. 
Yeah, and got rid of him, got rid of a whole load of other ones, turned that club around. And as much as we hate Martinez, he's a bloke you'd rather have on your side than against your side because he's an idiot, but he's a bloody good goalkeeper, as we found out. And he's got all these, and he's got them all working together. And he's almost, at times, I think he's got the the, the George Graham, everybody hates us, and that makes a stronger element at Aston Villa because no mm. one expects to be where they are. Mm. I, I, I would never, ever begrudge um, a manager that goes into a club like Aston Villa and and as he's doing what he's doing with them. I mean, you know, he gets my he gets my respect, he gets my round of applause. What he hopefully he can keep them up there. I, I would hate for him to kind of have a massive fall off the cliff after Christmas and they finish kind of sixth or seventh or or something like that. What they're doing at the moment, you know, should be should be celebrated. What they're doing, um, their fans must be ecstatic to see themselves in the top four. Um, I do believe that Villa have always been a kind of, I know it's a cliche to say that sleeping giant, mm. uh, that sleeping giant club got a good ground. Well, they tick all the boxes. They've they got do. the ground, they've got the history. They yeah. They've got the, the, the um, attendances because yeah. you can have yeah. a massive ground and and have nobody turn up, yeah. but they have regular yeah. 30 odd thousand going. I mean, Aston Villa, Aston Villa used to be my 20 pound bet every year to go down. I never won, but hmm. I'd always go in the bookies at the start of the season and put 20 quid on Villa to go down because they were all, you know, over the last 10 years, they were down there and, you know, getting sucked in and getting themselves out of it. And But to see them up in the top half, in the top four, is is amazing. And a little bonus for me, I know a lot of people don't like him, Stan Collymore. I love Stan Collymore. And the amount of grief that bloke gets. And he follows the podcast. I'd love to get him to come on. And you lot would have to behave yourselves. Oh, I'll ban you. Yeah. But... Uh, Stan Collymore is over the moon because he's been he's never been quiet about being a Villa fan his entire time he, he loves mm. Villa and uh, it's great to see Stan happy um, yeah, yeah we've, all, we've all made mistakes in the past um, yeah. as I'm sure he will admit yeah we all make mistakes we all do things that we shouldn't do we all do things we regret and you know we move on um, and those those infamous words of him doing his radio shows run the bath mother that's it <laughs> Didn't have a bath at the time. I got a bath now, and he doesn't do much, which is a shame because he <laughs> could run circles around most of those morons doing football talk on the radio at the moment. Yeah, some of absolutely. them can barely string a sentence together. And Stan is eloquent. He's intelligent. He knows what he's on about, and he's interesting, and he's funny, and he's um, modest as well because he was a hell of a player. Was a good player. Wonderful player. Was a good player. But, uh, had his issues, and it kind of ruined his career. But he's moved on, and uh, yeah, he's, he's he's doing well. And um, people, we're going to go for another three or four minutes. Put your um, questions in the chat. So far, we've only got one, and that's from Phil Macker, and you know that's going to be rubbish. So please save us. Just chuck a few questions in there for me and Craig, or just Craig, or or for Craig's dog, or for my Christmas tree. It doesn't matter. Whichever one you want, we'll do. We'll 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 ask them. Um, Melvin says, ex Villa manager that played for the Arsenal. Ex Villa, what in that order? No, you mean played played for Arsenal and then went on to Villa. David O'Leary, wasn't it? He played. He was manager of Villa. Yeah, he was manager. Yeah, I think he was. Good shout. Yeah. Um, other than that, I know George Graham played for Villa, but he never managed them. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe going back in the old, the olden days because we know Melvin's getting on a little bit now. He's he's nearly ninety, <laughs> bless him. So his his memory goes a lot further back than anything uh, than than ours does. Avon says, to be fair, Martinez and Malpe, I wouldn't want either of them to be left standing. They are both uh, a pair of twats. Oh, yes, they are, yeah, 100%. Rudy says, uh, em- Emery's English wasn't good. 
enough to bring across his ideas at Arsenal. I read that his English has improved massively. Could be okay. That was so cruel, the way they would take the piss out of the way that he spoke. Mm. Yet none of them could speak a word of Spanish, but he was doing exactly. his best to try and speak yeah. English at short notice. I mean, he won back-to-back leagues in, in France. Uh, did he do back-to-back leagues? I think maybe one of the league seasons he was there, um, Monaco won the league, so possibly. But he still won stuff with them. Um, again, again on the Emery thing, he's not a bad coach. He's not a bad right. manager. He just came to Arsenal at the complete wrong time. So it's, yeah. it's just as simple as that. James says he misses Colin Moore on the radio and TV. Yeah, Do you get sickened by it's the constant Gary Neville and um, and Carragher. Just everything seems to be revolving around those two on Sky, and I hate the pair of them. They're yeah. just, and the whole banter they have is just horrible. I don't yeah. care. I don't want to hear it. And then they're everywhere then. Now they've started oh. their own podcast and this, that, and the other, which is pretty good, actually. I have to say they had Ronnie O'Sullivan on it. Uh, they had Ronnie O'Sullivan on it last week with Roy Keane, Ian Wright. Gary Neville and Jamie Carrier. It was a very good podcast, actually. It's on um, it's on YouTube. It was very good, um, all about Ronnie O'Sullivan. But yes, I, there is there is pundits out there um, that shouldn't be pundits, and there's people out there who aren't pundits who should be pundits. Um, look at my ex colleague at the same old Arsenal podcast, Harry Harry Simu. He's doing oh, wonderful. He is doing wonderful things, and he's going and places. It, that lad should be on a mainstream. Pro- television program, in my opinion, yeah. is absolutely fantastic. Absolutely it won't because fantastic. of the Arsenal agenda. Like Tom is fantastic as well. Yeah, Tom Cannon again. Yeah, again, the two are absolutely brilliant. And the yeah. work they do, the work they put in, um, you know, the, the research they do, the, the way they speak, they're so clear, they're so articulate. It's, it's people like that should be on our TV screens. I know, I know Tom, Tom and uh, Harry do do have have been doing some BBC stuff, and Harry's been on talk CNN a couple of times. Yeah, Harry <laughs> does talk, a few Talk Sport Two shows yeah, as well, and he does Talk Sport stuff. So yeah, people like that they should be they should be the ones. Yeah, people coming from this kind of thing, mm. I think, are the best uh, are some of the best pundits. Rather than being on telly for who they are or what box they tick, yeah. Which is, uh, be there because you know what you're talking about would be a good start. But then again, that's going down the road of uh, Jerry Barton and no one really needs to go down that well, road. Well, no, it's no. Funny, it's it's funny. He, may, he may have a little point, a tiny point here and there, but not really. Uh, look, it's the way he comes across. Yeah. That's the problem. It's the way you deliver. It's the way you deliver the opinion. There's YouTubers out there. There's podcasters out there that I can't listen to, even though sometimes, like you said, they might make the tiniest bit of sense and you sit there and you go oh god i actually agree but it's <laughs> the way it's delivered is the problem do you know well there's so i call them the 50p merchants it's 50p to text in and tell them how angry you are with what they're saying o'hara yeah. <laughs> and bong lahore uh all load and they're all, they're all diabolical but that you keep throwing 50p at these morons and they'll stay in that but job. this is exactly why they've still got a job yeah and if you that is exactly like, why they've still got a job when people like Stan Collymore and Danny Baker and people like that aren't aren't doing the the, the main calling shows no. and, and no one wants in. no one wants to sit and listen to a podcast for an hour and listen to fellas talking sense. No, they don't. Right, let's do a few questions. We have got the one from Phil Macker, which is going to be a disaster. Are we sleepwalking into buying Raya? I don't see him as an upgrade. He doesn't always have a lot to do. We will need the money. We will need to see Rami. 
Are we sleepwalking into buying David Ray? Yes, I think Arteta has his mind made up about him already. Comes um, a million, isn't it? And the reason I think that he's made his reason up already, he's made his mind up already, is the amount of games he's playing um, and the way that he didn't drop him after Luton. I, 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 there's a big question mark over Arteta there for me about the Luton game. Um, I it, people, you know, people are saying the Arteta has said that he will substitute a goalkeeper mid-game. He will substitute a goalkeeper if make mistakes. Mm. Now, for me. If I was David Ray's goalkeeping coach, I would be saying to the manager, after the Luton game, I'd be saying to the manager, I think it might be time to give Aaron another go. And hopefully Aaron will show just how good he is. Really nice bit here from uh, from Jimmy. It says, uh, you learn more from listening to podcasts now than listening to the dross on Sky Sports now <laughs> and Talk Sport. True, you do. I mean, you go and listen to AC Jimbo on the, the Totally Football show. Mm. magnificent that's where i get off my content from yeah thankfully neither of them none of them listen uh drago says was the arsenal fan base toxic before the era of social media this isn't me calling you old. <laughs> you did you do the fan forums before there was twitter and facebook were you i actually used i used to actually go on do you remember when arsenal had its own channel not arsenal fan tv yeah, but there was there was a channel on terrestrial television, Arsenal TV, on Sky. F- yes, yeah, and the fellow who used to play Lofty in EastEnders was the host, oh, Tom Watt. Tom, yeah, Tom Watt wrote the book The End. Yeah, and I, I actually, when I was when I was a lot younger, I used to ring in um, and talk to him a lot on on, got, on that show. Got a little bit saucy with people ringing in when they shouldn't be being on air, didn't it? At times. Oh, yeah, it oh. was good. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can remember. I, I can remember having a good conversation with him after we signed Arshavan. I, 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 I rang in um, and we had a good conversation. But was it toxic before social media? Uh, only if you were arguing with your mates. Hmm. I, 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 I had plenty of arguments in the pub about football with me mates um, about I was right or he was wrong or. I'm right and I'm always, you know. So I think I think people I think people miss the point that it's always happened. People arguing over football and people arguing over players and people arguing over managers and whether he should have played this fella or that fella. Except that before social media it happened in the pub, before mm. the game and after the game. It, it, but now we've got, you know, now we've got platforms such as Twitter and Facebook and and Instagram and YouTube, where you can do it in public, um, or, or you'd get you'd see you'd be in the crowd at the at the at Highbury, and then you'd go, "This George Graham, I think he's a bit shit," and someone give you a slap round the head and yeah, say, "Shut up, it, this yeah. soppy twat!" Shut up, yeah. Um, <laughs> do you know, it's always it's always been happened, but just in in different stages and 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 in different times. Do you know? Yeah. Um, just making sure. Oh, five thirty. Okay. Um, Rudy says predictions for the Liverpool game. It's five thirty on this coming Saturday. Uh, I don't even know if I'm going to be home for that. Hopefully, I will be. But what do you think? It's at Liverpool. It's not going to be easy, is it? It's not going to be easy. But I watch them against Manchester United. If they play the way they did against Manchester oh, United against shit? us, we'll beat them. Yeah. They left so much space in their half spaces on the pitch. If Martinelli and Saka bring their A game, we win that. We will win the game, no doubt about it. In my mind, no doubt about it. In my mind, Manchester United missed such a trick 
down the wing. They left so much space, uh, Liverpool, down the wings. If if Martinelli and Saka have a good game, we'll win. And I I think we've got I think we've got enough ability and enough quality to get a result up there. I really, really do. Uh, last year, you know, two 0 up, cruising. Um, Granite Xhaka changed the game in Liverpool's favour uh, by going in. Just you know, what do you think he went? He went in on a player, didn't he? Just before half time, raised the Anfield crowd. You do not give them a chance to get behind them. Manchester United done a really, really good job on on keeping them quiet. Uh, I know people say that it's a myth, the Liverpool atmosphere, this, that and the other, but Granit Xhaka really raised them up that day and they got behind the team and and they come back and won. Uh, they they come back to get a draw. Probably should have won it if it weren't for a world-class save from Ramsdale at the end. Um, but keep the crowd quiet and you'll keep Liverpool quiet. I believe we can beat them. I really do. I'm not going to give a prediction, but um, I believe... I believe we can, uh, we can come away with three points. Yeah, uh, I think we've got the capability. You just need to be clinical with, with our finishing yep. and keep calm heads and keep yep. hold of the ball. And then Absolutely. just take, take our chances when we get them. Avon says, how do you think the PGMOL will fix the game at Anfield? Well, <laughs> that is yeah, wait, well, we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. Um, it could be. The refereeing in this country has got to change. Someone's got to do something about it because it's still happening. It's still happening every week. They are. I mean, look at yesterday. Said that said that Dello Dello sending off was pathetic. Yeah, absolutely pathetic. But didn't even book someone who did an elbow. Yeah, and it, it just screams of right. How can I make this about me? Yeah, too many of them. Yeah, I, I know. I'll do. I'll double book a player for double descent in ten within five seconds of each other. Bit like what he done to uh, Martinelli. When he sent Martinelli off, he booked him twice. Was that the same ref? Same ref. Fucking prick. Yep, same ref. Booked him for a foul. Waved play on. Sorry, he fouled a player, didn't he? Waved play on. Then he ran up the other end of the pitch and fouled another player. So he gave him a booking for the original one and a booking for that one and sent him off. Yeah, ridiculous. All about me. There are a few more questions in there, but we've done just over the hour. I've got stuff to do. The offspring is here. And we've got new decorations to stick up because the last ones from last year have all fallen on the floor and the cats have attacked them. Right, Craig, uh, you've been magnificent. It's lovely to have you back. Uh, if people want to follow you on me. Twitter, because I didn't know you were, I didn't know you'd left Twitter, let alone come back on. Excuse me, Scotty Boy Goon, didn't it? I didn't actually uh, leave. Um, unfortunately, I got suspended. <laughs> been naughty again. Well, yes. Well, I I stuck up for a disabled girl. Oh yeah, uh, and told the fella that if I ever met him, I'd smash his face in. Was that so? Apparently, that goes against Twitter's guidelines, um, and I was suspended indefinitely. Because they're assholes. Give me, give Elon a call. We'll sort you right out. I've tried. Yeah, I've tried. Uh, I've tried every which way but loose to get the account back, but no. But then I kept trying to make other accounts. Then you see. Yeah, and it, every time I made a new one, it would shut it down straight away. So but, what you uh, do, I've got six accounts. Have you? Make them before you start doing stuff wrong. Exactly, exactly. But uh, a couple of yeah, you know, it was a couple of months ago. I said oh, I'll try again, and yeah, uh, I'm still here. So yeah, uh, my new handle is at the Cork Cockney. The Cork Cockney. There you go. Because he was born in London, and he now lives in Cork. That's it. He's not a Cockney who sells um, bits of cork. 
No, Anthony was wondering. No, no, don't, don't not. tap oh, him up and say, oh, "I need six hundred cork, cork, um, cork plugs." What, <laughs> what cork sort of deal can me. you do? Yeah, it's because yeah, pretty much that season ticket holder at Cork City. So the real football's back in February. Got relegated this year though, so that's the only thing. Again, but, uh, yeah, they got relegated twice now, isn't it? In recent years. Yeah, yeah, not good, not good. But uh, no. we keep going. We keep going. Certainly do. Um, would you like to end the show the way you used to end your shows in your, your famous way? And then uh, once you've done that, I will click the outro. Absolutely, no problem. Thank you to everyone uh, who's watched this evening, especially to all those of you in the chat. Until we see you again, take care of yourselves and each other and up the Arsenal. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Get down, dog. Splendid business. He nearly caught the bloody thing. What are you talking about? <laughs> So I've just eaten a full quiche. Well, you don't often see them at it. So when you see them in the supermarket, they need to be swagged, microwaved immediately and get the brown sauce on them and bosh, Bob's your uncle. Never in doubt. <laughs>